This program is made possible by the giving of the God Called Partners of Renner Ministries. Hello, friend. My name is Denise Renner. I'm so excited that you're with me today. Today, we're going to get into Proverbs 31 again, but it's our last time to look at this chapter. So you don't want to miss one word of it. But if you have a prayer need, let us know about it. We care about you. The Bible says that when two or more agree together, touching anything, it will be done by our Father, which is in heaven. And we want to be the ones behind that telephone or on that letter, communicating with you, agreeing with you that those needs be met. Thank you so much for your responses. I'm hearing from you. I'm reading your responses. I'm seeing what God is doing in your heart through these teachings of Proverbs 31. Well, of course, I can say myself that I enjoy studying the Word of God so much and it's transforming my life. So I love hearing from you. I want to tell you about a resource. Oh, I'm so excited about these resources. Not because I just want you to have something, but because of the value that they are and the lives that these resources have been changing people through the years. Here is a 16-part audio series of my teaching of how women can be strong in their homes, not have a victim mentality all their life or live in bitterness or unforgiveness, but actually have a victorious mentality and a joyous mentality and a building up of their home, making their home a place where people want to come to, a place where your husband wants to come home to and not run from, I give my own testimony so many times in these teachings. I'm very candid about my own wrongdoing and my own faults and how God talked to me and touched my heart and I changed. Not perfect yet, <laughs> but I'm sure not what I used to be. And I would love for you to have that. And then it comes also with a book, Who Stole Cinderella, for you that just like to sit and read a, a book and be encouraged or pull it out out of your purse and read different chapters at different times. And then it has a study guide. Oh, I'm excited about this study guide. And I wanted to read to you something out of this study guide today just to give you an idea of the kind of treasures that are in here. It says, acknowledge the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. He is the spirit of truth and he guides you into truth. The Holy Spirit can help you show respect to your husband. Simply ask for his help and then yield to him. And then it gives some questions. The Holy Spirit dwells within you and is present to help in every situation. Write down several ways the Holy Spirit has helped you in your marriage relationship. I want to recommend this to you for you to study it with somebody else. Or maybe you want to gather a group of women 
Also, these studies are wonderful for girls who are considering marriage or even engaged. I can say honestly from my own heart, I wish I had this material before I got married. Well, these are great sources. I want you to have them. And again, if you need prayer, let us know or let us know how God is touching your life through these programs. But let's get on with our teaching. This has been an amazing time together studying Proverbs chapter 31. I just love it and I've heard from many of you. And what a revelation to see the power of forgiveness that we see for Bathsheba. Tradition says that Bathsheba was the one who wrote Proverbs 31, that it is her instruction to Solomon. Bathsheba, she wasn't a perfect woman. She was an adulteress. She was an accomplice to a murder. She was a liar. And she was a deceiver along with David, her husband, to a whole nation. To a whole nation. I read those chapters about how David, he was so devious how he was going to have Uriah killed. Bathsheba was probably an accomplice to that because they wanted to cover their sin. It just shows how ugly that we can be sometimes. But what happened? What happened to David and Bathsheba? They repented. What does repentance do? It removes the mark of sin on our life. It makes us just as if we never sinned. I want to show you in Psalm chapter 103, an amazing verse. And we see the heart of God in this verse about forgiveness. And it says in verse 12, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Is that just fantastic? You can't meet the meet the east and the west. They'll never meet, never ever. And when we repent, when we come to God, He He removes our transgression from us. They're never going to meet up again. That's why Bathsheba could be lifted to such a level as a teacher to her son on how to be a kind king, on how to save his sexual strength, on how that he should not be overtaken by strong drink. You see, if she had been under the burden of sin and everything that she did, how could she have had the confidence to teach her son those things? And for over thousands of years, we've been looking to this chapter. Many women have looked at this chapter and searched and thought 
and prayed over these scriptures. How can I be a virtuous woman? And it came from not a perfect woman. It came from one who'd been forgiven much. And when I think about that, I think of the power of the blood of Jesus. You know, I actually heard one story of a person who did commit adultery against their spouse. They did break their covenant and they repented. But another, another person came along and said, well, I know you've repented, but I just want you to know and don't get your expectations too high that your life is ever going to be the same. It's like you're always going to be limping in your soul somewhere. That's a lie from the devil. The blood of Jesus is more powerful from that. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. When we came to Jesus, when we repented before him, when we believed on him, he said, I've removed your sin as far from you as the east is from the west. In my eyes, you are righteous. Now, if we sin, I'm not saying go and sin. No, don't go and sin. The Bible says, God forbid. But he has placed us in a place of righteousness. And in that place, we can say, God, I'm sorry. I messed up. I sinned against you. I repent. And the Bible says, we will be just as white as snow. So that person who told my friend that they would never be the same, they would always have some kind of scar on their soul. It's not the truth because of the blood of Jesus and the power of it. And that is what Bathsheba experienced. An amazing deliverance, forgiveness of all that she had done. And that forgiveness raised her to that place of confidence that we receive from her teaching. I think it's just magnificent. And also when we look at Bathsheba, we look at her teaching and just look with me to uh, at, at Proverbs chapter 31 and it's verse 11. And it says the heart of her husband safely trust her so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. You say, how is that possible? Well, this woman made a commitment. You know, when Pastor Rick and I, my husband and I, we got married. We made a covenant with one another. We made a commitment before God and to one another that we would never speak about divorce. See, we closed the back door. Has our marriage been perfect? No. Have we had times where there were things to figure out and solve and make better? Yes. But during those times, the back door was closed. There was never an escape. And I'm telling you, I consider you a wise woman listening to me. It is wisdom to say, I've made a commitment. I've made a covenant with my husband and no things aren't perfect. And no, I don't understand what's going on. 
but I close the back door to this marriage. There is no back door. There's no escape. Well, what does that do to the heart of the woman or the heart of the husband? It says, sweetheart, we've got to figure this out. It says, we come to God, you and I, and we say, God, I don't understand. I don't understand what, what's going on in my marriage, God. I, I've closed the back door, God. I'm not escaping from this marriage, so God, talk to me. Maybe I need to change God. And, it's, and we close that back door, but we open the door of our own heart to seek after God for his answers. Now, that's a commitment. And where it says in that scripture that her heart, that his heart trusts safely in her, it's actually the picture of like a warm fireplace and the uh, husband comes in on a cold day and there's the warm fireplace and, and the wife offers him a, maybe hot tea, hot coffee, something hot. And that instead of a husband wanting to run from his home, he wants to run to his home because he safely, his heart safely trusts in her. Now, how else can our, the heart of our husband safely trust in us? Well, it's by accepting him as he is. Now, I'm not saying accept pornography or uh, beating of your children, sexually beating your, or sexually abusing your children or, or beating on you. No, do not accept that. You need to seek help. But I'm talking about maybe he drinks too much. Maybe he cusses too much. Maybe you don't like how he eats. Maybe he's uh, gained too much weight. Maybe he doesn't like your mother. Maybe he doesn't read the Bible or go to church. Whatever it is, there's a number of things that we can look at in other people and say, well, I don't like that and I would never do that and you need to be more like me. Well, what is that called when we say, and you need to be more like me. It's a judgmental attitude. What does a judgmental attitude do in a marriage? It builds walls. Well, what did Jesus say about judging? I want to read it to you because this is very helpful and very instructive for us. Jesus was teaching and he says in, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 1, judge not that you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but don't consider the plank in your own eye? Or how could you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye and look, there's a plank in your own eye. Hypocrite. Jesus said this. First, remove the plank from your own eye. And then you'll see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. I studied these scriptures so many times because I would see in myself 
a tendency to want to judge. Maybe I wanted to judge my husband. Maybe I wanted to judge somebody else. But what right do I have to judge them when the Bible says I have a plank in my own eye? If I had a board, if I had a board right now in front of my eyes, how would I even see the speck that's in somebody else's eye? I can't see the speck in their eye. Well, why can't I? Well, in this case, we can't see, we can't see the plank in our own eye because we're concentrating so hard on the speck in the other person's eye. And Jesus said, how can you do that? Because you can't see clearly. You can't see clearly. But we deceive ourselves thinking that, oh yes, I see so clearly about you that you are so wrong that I see it, I'm thinking about it, I see it, I'm thinking about it, Oh, now I'm going to talk to you about it. In fact, the Bible says, listen to that verse again. It says, or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye. Now, not only are we saying about what we think that is wrong and how they should change, now we're going to show them how they can change. We're going to do things to help them change. And you think, well, I'm supposed to. I, I, I'm supposed to ha help them change it. It's not right what they're doing here, and I need to teach him, and I need to correct him. Well, Jesus said, he said, how can you do that? When there's a speck, when there is a board in your own eye. And then, I'm just reading the Bible, friend. It says hypocrite. I've had to take those words myself and say, God, you say I'm a hypocrite. If I'm judging somebody else, I'm judging somebody else, and I'm not looking at my own self. I'll tell you what's happened to me. When I see these scriptures, I start thinking about what Jesus did for me, what wrong I've done, and I see his mercy, and I see his grace, and I say, God, you've done so much for me. Lord, how can I look at somebody else's fault and use my judgmental attitude on them. God, forgive me. And usually what happens is, I just, I'm so busy trying to change myself, I don't even see that speck in their eye anymore. Well, what does that do for a marriage? That allows people, that allows for a woman if she's been talking and griping and complaining, it allows for her to close her mouth. It allows for her husband, because he's not hearing her, it allows for him to hear God. You know, it's really hard to hear God if you hear somebody speaking and speaking and speaking and speaking and speaking and speaking and speaking, and speaking so loud 
that you just want to, now you're involved and want to tell that person to shut up and you cannot hear God because God says he speaks in a still and small voice. And we as wives, we need to close our mouth so that our husbands can hear from God. That's how we can, that's one of the ways we can do him good and not evil all the days of our life. Then it also says in Proverbs chapter 31, it says that she considers a field and she buys it. Well, I told you before, I've never bought a garden. I've never bought a field in my life. I've never planted a garden. But I have considered my actions. And every day, friend, you and I have that opportunity every single minute of every single day to consider our actions. I gave you the example before. Let's say that you're in a conversation with your friends and, and your husband's there and he begins to tell a story and, and you think to yourself, well, that's not how the story went. Well, I need to make these facts clear and truthful so now I will correct my husband in public. You correct your husband in public. He's offended. Maybe you argue all the way home. You could have had a romantic time together, but yet now you're not even speaking because you offended him and embarrassed him in front of people. Now let me ask you this question. What if we consider what it is we're going to say? That's what this word is saying. She considers, she thinks about uh, what she's going to do or what she's going to say before she says it. Let's go back to that same scenario. What if that wife, she hears her husband telling some kind of story and she remembers it differently and she wants to say, no, 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 it didn't happen like that, sweetheart. It happened like this. Let's say she hears that story and she thinks to herself, she considers and she thinks, is that really that important? Are those facts going to even matter in 20 minutes? Are they going to matter in two hours? Are they going to matter in two years? Probably not. I could close my mouth and I can keep peace here. I can enjoy this evening with our friends and my husband and maybe have a wonderful time with my husband when we get home tonight. You see, that is a Proverbs 31 woman considering what it is that's coming out of her mouth and her actions. The Bible says about the mouth, oh, the mouth is so powerful that death and life come out of this mouth and that we can choose either death or we can choose life. There's so much in, in Proverbs chapter 31. I want you to have that series. I want you to go back to the archives and watch and think about these things because maybe God wants to talk to you about things that need to change in your life. If you're struggling in your marriage, probably your husband does need to change. But what about you? What about you? Lord, I just pray for my friend right now. 
I thank you for her open heart and her open heart to seek you and find answers from your word of how, what she can do to build up her house. And I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. All of us want our relationships to grow and improve. For example, don't you want your marriage to be in better shape than it is right now? Even if things are going well, you probably see areas where it could be improved, right? In this candid 16-part series, Denise Renner hilariously and compassionately reveals areas where all of us can do better in our relationships and especially in our marriages. Sometimes little changes make big differences. Titles in this series include, Help, My Mouth is Making Trouble for Me, who is in control here? My mouth or me? I thought I was supposed to change it. Help me, Lord. I need to forgive. I thought I had already reached my forgiveness quota. Rick Renner says, this series is so awesome. Every person will laugh their way to transformation as Denise candidly addresses areas where we can all improve. This life-changing 16-part series is available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $25. We are also offering you Denise's companion book, who Stole Cinderella? For just $15, with genuine warmth and candor, Denise recounts the journey of her own struggles in marriage and the unique insights she learned along the way to attaining emotional health and happiness. Your life will be enriched by biblical wisdom as Denise sheds light on your path to happily ever after and shows you right where to begin again if you've lost your way. Don't miss this special offer, the entire 16-part series, School of Cinderella, and the companion book, Who Stole Cinderella? Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. My name is Joel Renner coming to you from Moscow, Russia, and I want to say thank you to all of our ministry partners. Your support has allowed us to help special needs children in Russia. Because of you, we are able to help children with disabilities. Because of your gifts, we are able to give them attention and care. We're even able to provide outings for their parents where they can enjoy their children as a family with no worries or concerns. Your gifts have lifted their burdens. Often children with disabilities don't leave their apartments for extended periods due to the difficulty of getting around this mega city of Moscow. So when they come to an event especially designed for them, it is a truly special time. Several times a year, we put on a children's musical that are based on Bible stories so these children can learn about God's Word and His great love for them. Parents and grandparents who accompany them fill the church in anticipation for this outreach. When you give to Renner Ministries, you can bring joy to these children and give them the hope of God's Word. It happens because of the support of partners. But there are so many more that need your help. Will you consider joining us as a partner today so we can continue helping these beautiful children? Without your support, we simply cannot do this. Please call or go online right now. When generous, caring people like you give, we are able to give these children with special needs the care and attention they need so desperately to help these beautiful children and their families. Please call us or go online to renner.org. Through your donations of any size, we can continue to make a huge difference in these children's lives. I've enjoyed being with you so much in these studies of Proverbs chapter 31. And again, if you have a prayer request, let us know because we are there for you. Or if God's doing something special in your life and you want to tell us about it, oh, we want to hear about it. Hasn't Proverbs 31 been amazing? And that it was written 
by through the hands of a woman who was an adulteress, an accomplice to a murder, a liar, and a deceiver to a nation, but yet God used her to teach us. I think it's amazing. It's been my privilege, my honor to share these teachings with you. And I know that God's doing something very special in your life. And I will see you on the next program. This program was made possible by the giving of the God Called Partners of Renner Ministries.